Senior Airman Alyssa Devaney. Senior Airman Andrew Long. Senior Airman Justice Stiggins. Technical Sergeant Trevor Erickson. In 2018 alone, there were 325 active duty members who died by suicide. That is an increase of 130 active, 139 active duty soldiers, 68 sailors, 60 airmen, and 58 Marines died by suicide. 40 more service members than the previous year. If you or anyone else who are thinking about suicide, please contact the crisis hotline. It is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The phone number is 800-273-8255 and then press one. There are also services available online at www veteranscrisisline.net or by text text the number 838255 so as you guys can see many airmen soldiers marines reserves coast guard have all taken their lives due to some type of depression they can't get over the fact that their wife cheated on them or their husband cheated on them. The military's out to get them. The VA's out to get them. Everyone is dealing with something, but they don't feel they have somewhere to turn to. I have these guys on here and another handful of individuals who I could contact if I am in need. And I'm sure they feel the same way. Have any, uh, have any of you ever been down <laughs> where you felt you couldn't talk to anyone? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Like, I was diagnosed with depression on my second deployment. <clears throat> and I just was miserable to where the fact was I felt like I had a weight on my chest 24-7 hour, 24-7. I felt like no one understood. I was in a deployed location and kind of that stigma of, you know, you got to be strong. You kind of just have to keep pushing with your mission. Like, whatever. It pushed to the back of your mind, get the job done. And unfortunately, like mine, it kind of temporarily went away. Um, but once I got back stateside, like I was working in the armory, and the minute my hand stopped moving, I stopped moving, it hit me all over again. To where I was crying in the armory, like I didn't know what the what the fuck to do. To where it was like, okay, I guys, I finally have to see something. It's finally time. <laughs> and thankfully, I had NCOs with me who understood, like Master Sergeant Sonia Chapman and Staff Sergeant Jason Mufford, who definitely understood. Um, they were like, oh, shit, we would have never guessed at all. And it kind of, I did my own research after I went to mental health 
and found out that I am high functioning depressive, meaning if I'm not doing something, I'm constantly pushing myself, pushing myself, pushing myself. If I stop, that's when everything hits. And we have all lost someone close to us by suicide. Uh, like my family runs, like we all have some type of depression. Like my husband's battle depression. My mother battles depression. My sister does. And it's kind of now that we need to start really speaking out about the stigma of mental health in a nutshell. So that was my experience. I don't know about you guys. I know you three have been definitely there for me. Definitely making me laugh, making me smile. Um, Laughter is the best medicine. It is. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about everything and... (laughs) Try to start this episode of the podcast for 45 minutes. And we couldn't stop laughing. Was, and we couldn't stop laughing. Is... Not laughing about mental health or anything, <clears throat> but just joking around and having squirrel moments. Dear. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyone else want to comment? But yeah, I mean, I've never, I mean, I haven't been diagnosed with depression or anything like that, but. I mean, you know when you're depressed. Like, there's a difference between feeling bad and being depressed. Like, you don't want to do shit. Everything irritates you. Everything is, you are constantly within your feelings. You know, the animals that you love, you just don't want to fucking be anything a, a part of them for that fucking, while you're in that state. You know, everything that you do Everything that you love to do doesn't bring you joy anymore. Or at least for while you're in this, I don't want to call it an episode, but for lack of a better phrase, within this episode of your depression. Um, and I mean, I've been there numerous times. Like, And I, I, like, I don't even want to keep it combat related, but I mean, I've deployed twice. I've been bombed. I've been rocketed. I've been shot at. Um, but I get more depressed off of not being able to go home to see my family when I want to, Um, you know, and that's, and that's another big part of it too. Like everyone always knows about combat stress, you know, people wake up after, from being, you know, blown up in a, in a convoy or whatever, Um, you know, and that is a very, very typical response. But a lot of the times too, is a lot of people, in the military and veterans who get out and don't go back home, that's they get depressed for not going back home because they miss their family. You know, they live on the West Coast, but they got out and stationed in the East Coast. They can't always just go home whenever they want to. But uh, yeah. And why do you think they stay away from home, even though they have it in them that they want to go home? What are some of the factors that maybe you have dealt with that? You didn't want to go back home. Something made you stay away. Oh, alienation. Absolutely. Like my family, like a lot of times, like the only time I ever talked to my family was because of bad shit. You know, this person, you know, this aunt uh, has a problem with pills. This aunt or this uncle is doing something else. You know, my fucking nieces are, are pregnant with their third child from a second fucking dude. Like just stupid random stuff and that's the only time i ever get and i'm like listen i don't I, I don't i can't i don't know what to tell you like 
you're fucking up your own life. And this is the only reason you call is to tell me about the bad stuff that's happening in the family. Like, I don't, I don't want to go home to that, <laughs> but I miss being home. I miss being home. But if I go home, I'm just going to get slapped with the realization of all of this stuff that I've missed out on. And it's all for the negative. I don't want to be a part of that. And it's just this, it's this bad, perpetual, endless cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, especially after my first deployment um, and everything like that, I was hesitant to go back home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I miss my family, but I also had to warn them, like, look, I'm a totally different person, a very angry person. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I had to sleep in my dad's camper to separate myself from my own family because I was so, uh, like, wound up. I would flip in two seconds. I cussed my 16-year-old sister at the time out because she got in my face and I told her to get the hell out and said some other choice words that I told her. I was like, look, I'm sorry for raising my voice. I'm sorry for what I said to you. Like, it's just that mentality of that is so different from civilians and military. Now, you stated that you knew you had to get help. Did you, you seeked help, correct? Yes, I did. I went to mental health. Okay. And Dan, you said that you didn't want to go seek help. Did you ever end up seeking help? (laughs) Oh, no, I did. It got to a point where um, my supervisor, uh, Tech Sergeant Jalbert, Adam Jalbert, um, who was also still in, uh, he pulled me over to the side one day. I mean, I I lost my fucking mind on some little, little thing on duty. And he, he pulled me off and he goes, listen, he's like, you're not coming into work tomorrow. You are going to go to mental health. And I was like, oh. why? Why do I need to go to mental health? He's like, because... You flipped out again. I don't remember what it was, but he's like, You flipped out over this tiny, minute thing. And I was like, Whatever, dude. But the only reason I went is because, not because he basically ordered me to, but because I viewed him also as a friend other than my superior. Um, and I know he was only looking out for me and my, my best interests. Got you. Now, do you feel that the mental health personnel, um, you were stationed at Shaw, correct, both of you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, do you feel the mental health personnel helped you in any way? Uh, I mean, I knew I had to get on something. I knew I needed something to immediately make me feel better because if I felt any worse, I was <laughs> that statistic. I knew I was going to go there. Because, like, if I was feeling the way I was feeling at kind of like the beginning stages or, you know, a year in, I knew if I kept going any longer, I wasn't going to see the next day. And I got on medication, thankfully. I, the medication did help. I had to switch a couple medications a couple times because it's okay. Um, to experiment what works for you best. So the medication that worked for me best was, you know, one of the top recommended 
antidepressants out there for at least military for PTSD, depression, anxiety. Um, and I immediately started feeling better. Like talk therapy, that's all great. And what it, it is what it is. It works for some people. It just does not really work for me. It really doesn't. But thankfully, the mental health people understood. And I go in and talk to them every once in a while. But as long as I was getting my medication, I was like, look, I'm good. So. Okay. Uh, Dan? When I was in, they, she didn't, my doctor didn't really do, she was more like a, a vent. Um, I didn't get, you know, medications or anything like that. The only thing she did was she gave me pamphlets, um, you know, told me, oh, try this breathing exercise. Oh, here's this, that, and the third. When I got out of the military and I went to the VA and they seen that I was in, in mental health, when I went to go mental health for a year, they were like, are you all right? Did they do anything for you? I said, no, I got fucking antidepressants. Um, I went to group therapies, like all sorts of shit. The VA, when I got out of the military, the VA did more for me than active duty military did. And that to me was a shock. That's Um, a shame, actually. Like they should want your mental as stable as your physical, even Mm -hmm. if you are a broken individual on the outside because of your physical limitations, they still suspect. They still want you to stay physically in shape. So they still want that for your mental stability as well. And at Shaw, unfortunately, I discovered that they really didn't care that much. Um, One doctor even looked at me when I was in there and says, why are you even here that this couldn't have waited until the following week? I don't find that. Like that's, that's absolutely unacceptable. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't have feelings of hurting myself. I had feelings of hurting others, which is hurting still a bad yeah. thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was right there with you, brother. Like, I think we've all been right and, there. Don't get me wrong. I understand, you know, this whole thing is about, you know, we started this one to, you know, raise awareness about veteran suicides and stuff like that. I don't believe in suicide. It's suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. That is Amen. what I feel. Um, yeah, but it, I, I don't want to say that it's, you know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. It's a tragedy when someone does take their own life and it, it sucks. I, I don't like it either way. Um, but still, you know, I never had that feeling of wanting to hurt myself, you know, like I literally visualized just I don't want to put any specifics out there, but causing physical bodily harm and or death to somebody, you know, and for the active duty military at the end of the year, my doctor looked at me and goes, well, I mean, we haven't really been able to do anything for you. I really don't see anything else that we can do for you. And we stopped the sessions. And that's the issue. People in the military, one, (laughs) they're either scared to get mental health uh, guidance mm-hmm. for fear of, of losing their job myself yep. yes as security forces you lose your gun you yep. lose you could lose your beret and your badge yep. and this that and yep. the other and then on the other aspect limbo. 
Yes. And then on the other aspect, they get the help, but the help isn't really helping them because they're not putting in the effort to help you. And that's where the problem lies is with the system not helping these individuals who are crying out and wanting help. Andrew Long cried out for help and the military screwed him over mm-hmm. and pushed him out. A Purple Heart recipient, PTSD, they did nothing for him. They sent him to get help. They didn't do anything for him in that aspect. Did one person go visit him from leadership? Absolutely not. No. no. When well, he had he was... this incident, they well, came to I see mean... him to make sure he was okay because he had to be at work shortly <laughs> so he can get his paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the that's the that's the stigma of being security forces. Period. I mean, you're you're an all star until you are not, and all it takes is that mm-hmm. one mistake, and and then your you're branded tarnished. Yeah, you're, you're branded. branded as this fucking this misfit, this yeah mentally screwed person, and right, that's exactly. it. And then the next thing you know, you know, we we're we're told to suck it up and press or embrace the shock or or deal with it and press on or push forward or yada 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 all this other bullshit. And that gives us that whole notion that, okay, yeah, I have a problem, but I'm just gonna push through it. Yeah, this sucks, but I'm just gonna push through it. Yeah, I, I wanna suck start my pistol, but I'm gonna push through it. And it gets to the point to where you're like, I can't take this shit anymore. And you, you know, you, you, for some, they give up and, and that really, it it sucks. It really sucks. But for others, you know, we try to reach out and we try to, to, to get that, but it's all of a sudden, okay, you go to mental health and they're like, okay, you can't arm up anymore. You can't arm up anymore. You can't do your job. Can't do your job. We don't fucking need you. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, so it's like, it's like, it's like, it, 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 it for me, um, I'm using my example. Um, I went through a shit ton of depression and I got to give it to, to you three. I love you guys to death because you guys were there for the time that I really, truly needed you guys. And you didn't even know it. All I just needed mm-hmm. was the company for, you know, for the most part. And I'll never forget. Shout out to Sergeant Sergeant Shannon Ratliff. I love you to death. If you're listening to this, you are fucking amazing. Um, I'm sorry for cursing, but you know, don't throw me, don't throw sprinkles at me. Um, but um, glitter everywhere. <laughs> yeah, glitter everywhere. <laughs> but um, she came to me one day. I was working on a desk, and she came to me one day. And she pulled me aside, and she goes, "Honey, your mask is cracking." And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you need to go talk to somebody. And uh, and it took everything in me not to break down in fucking tears because, like, she was able to see it. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty goddamn good for hiding my fucking emotions. I'm really good for hiding my mm-hmm. emotions. Um, but, you know, she saw through that. And, she, and, you know, for a while I was like, I'm not doing mental health because, you know, mental health is where is where cops go to, to kill their fucking careers and yep. where pretty much anybody goes to kill yep. their fucking careers. Um, and uh, I, I mean, fortunately for me, when I got, I got there and um, I actually had a good experience. I actually had a really decent experience. Um, 
my doctor was my doctor was Dr. Rents. Um, I don't know if he's still there at Shaw, uh, but I mean, he was an awesome guy. And around that time, I was kind of like, you know, fuck it anyway, because I, at that time I was diagnosed with PE. I was, I, you know, I was on my way out anyway. So I was like, fuck it. Why not? Might as well just, you know, might as well just go out with a bang instead of, you know, going down the, you know, the, the, the long, you know, high road, high road or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a decent experience. It was a really good experience. Um, being able to just talk to somebody and, you know, getting that out and then having, having friends, having, you know, people who I can, I can depend on people who I can be fucking weird in front of and it'd be okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta say my experience in, in the military was better. Um, when I got out, it was fucking horrible. I hated the VA. Like I hate, I, I, I hated the VA because what happened to me was when I got out, it was, yeah, we're just going to do a video teleconference. And I was like, I don't want to talk to somebody through a fucking video. And then it was hard because having to get to know another person, because I, I was with Dr. Rents for maybe like a year or some shit like that. So, but having to, you know, talk to another person, it just kind of sucked. Um, but I mean, from time to time, I still go and I still talk to them and I still talk to my, my current doctor. I forget her name god damn it <laughs> great with faces terrible with names but anyway um, <laughs> like all um, of us yeah uh but i mean you know it it's it's some of those things that that those are the things that really truly help when you when you have friends when you have that 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 circle that you can you know be yourself in and be you know just be yourself in and have those strong, strong friends that you can be strong that they can help you be strong and you can in turn turn around and help them be strong and you know, yeah, we're dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. We're fucked up. Hey, we're fucked up together. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to say it's it's a good thing to have, like, fucked up friends that know exactly <laughs> what you've been through. But at the same time, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you you look at each other and like, man, I, I just want to drive this fucking fork right into that bastard's ear. And you're like... <laughs> Oh yeah, I do too, but I'd rather use that to eat this fucking pasta. So why don't we just go ahead and keep keep on digging in? You know, like those are the only people that are going to not aggressively go at you, you know what I'm saying? No, you can't do that. And like, you know what, dude? Let's just let's just take a step back real quick. Let's image that in our heads and enjoy this food while we eat it too. Let's not commit murder today. You know, don't look an orange. Yeah, let's let's, let's just wait. Wait till you're I mean, alone, so, and then uh, happens, and then you call somebody. Right. I mean, murder's bad. Don't do that. No. No. Yeah. Please don't. You might look around. It's not good. Orange doesn't but, suit everybody. Let's just get that out there. Don't do it. But it's always good to know that you have at least one friend. That will drop everything for you. Grab a bag of lie and come meet you where you need to go. Murder is bad, okay. <laughs> and this is why we're friends. Exactly. Um, Truth. But on a serious note, I know that if I was in dire need, i.e., Daniel, you came to my rescue one night when I was balled up in my bed. Mm hmm. Losing my mind and couldn't think of anywhere to go. 
Or Shit, what? I remember. I remember you came into my room a different night, and you just you laid right down next to me and said, "Daniel, I need to talk." I said, "All right, cool, let's do that." Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. You it wasn't no fucking thing. You have to have those people in your life that you can call at two a.m. or four a.m. and be <laughs> mm-hmm. like, "Hey." I'm feeling a little fucked up right now, and I think I need to talk. Yep. But not everybody has that, and that's where we lose people. And we lose people that can't find the help, like the VA. With Andrew, what his mother was saying is that they changed him. They change or changed everything on him. They changed his therapist so he didn't have the stability of his therapist anymore. They changed his care plan so he didn't have his care plan anymore. They started a reevaluation on him so he couldn't just be Andrew or the crazy ass LARF that we know. <laughs> he couldn't be those people, that person anymore because he was too scared of the future and the outcome of everything. And that puts pressure on people when you change things in people's lives that have PTSD or depression or anxiety. And others need to understand that, especially mental health physicians. You can't do that to somebody who is actually suffering. And you have to pay attention to the signs. There's signs. Everybody has signs. If I'm sad, guess what? You're going to know because my face tells you I'm sad. And people are just not paying attention. Right. And that's the issue. Nobody is paying attention to these people and not giving them the care that they need. And it needs to stop. And even if they do notice sometimes, they don't say anything. No, and that's when you need to be that friend and be like, hey, I see you on your face. Like, even if that person ends up hating you, like, or getting mad at you for saying that to someone else or notifying someone, it is worth it. Like, I had had an airman who I worked with. I'm not going to say her name on here. Um, She was having a, she she had recently lost her friend. And... It was this whole big thing. She was, like, this girl was a sister her. They went to school together. Um, And I was like, did you tell your supervisor that this is going on? Did you tell anybody else that this is going on? She was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, okay. I will continue talking to you. And I pulled, like, I was working at the main gate. And I, middle of the night, I just stood there and talked to her for a good 30, 40 minutes. And later on, I was, I went to PT with my flight and I pulled her supervisor aside. I was like, Hey dude, I need to let you know this. I need you to make, make them aware of that situation. Because if you don't say anything, you are just as guilty. Like you are just as guilty for not saying anything for not, because you could have been that person to make a whole entire difference. I wish somebody would have said something for long for Andrew. He was such a great person. Like, the funniest dude, craziest dude, tried to tickle me when I was driving down the fucking highway. But he was someone's friend. He was someone's brother, son. And if someone would have just done something for him, someone in that VA 
he would still be here today. Yeah. I've had incidents of, I'll tell you how committed I am to my friends. Um, I would risk other people's lives to save their life because they're my friend. And I unmanned a main tower that had a jammer and I made them turn off this jammer just to contact this person because I knew their mental stability was not good and they had a gun in their hand and they were ready to lose it. I unmanned another tower because one of my friends called me and said, Jamie, I can't take it anymore. It's time. I unmanned a tower and left that tower and almost received paperwork because I went to save her life. If you are out there and you are my friend, please know that I will do anything and everything for you. You need me, I'm there. If any of you three need me, I'm there. Uh, um, I just want to interject. Fuck friends. We don't even need to be friends. We could just be brothers and sisters in arms. If you need anything and you know you just need to talk, by all means, talk. I mean, we all have different walks of life, period. But at the same time, we have we all have that one thing in common, and that one biggest thing that we all have in common is life, and the willingness not to give up. So, from whatever whatever pit that you that you are in. Believe me, somebody has been in that pit before and they've climbed themselves out of it. So they are more than willing to help you climb, you know, help you get out of it yourself, you know. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a, a friend. Just, you know, just reach out to to, to just anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yep. Amen I will definitely that. pick up my phone in the middle of the night. I don't sleep. I nap during the day. And that's why I'm getting this sleep study because I don't sleep either. I am always awake. My CBDs phone, are my, the best fucking thing for you. On sleep. My, my phone, I, I, I feel bad because my phone goes on sleep mode and I don't hear shit. So I really should probably turn my ringers back on. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, my I mean, shit, I got my shit's on bypass. Don't get me wrong. No, I got I got emergency bypass and my stuff's on bypass. Like, I, but I hear when that fucker vibrates. Like, it's it's a loud as fuck vibrates. I mean, hey, I get up, I get up, I definitely get up. So, no. But no, I mean, bottom line is whether you're a veteran, whether you're active duty, whether you're a civilian, please just say something to somebody. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. It could be. You could break down walking down the fucking street and just see some random stranger. Tell them that you need help. Tell them that you're feeling in a bad, dark fucking place. Get help. Talk to someone. Even if you don't want to get professional help, look at your friends and be like, listen, I need a best friend therapist right now. Give me your input. Tell me I'm not fucking crazy. And don't be scared. Don't be scared of the backlash. Don't. Yeah, fuck don't the backlash, be. man. Fuck them. Fuck the backlash. That's... The only person who really knows what you're going through is you. Exactly. Like how you're feeling. So it could be the most minute thing. Your boyfriend or girlfriend just broke up with you that you've only been with through a month, but people react to things in a different way their mental is not like yours 
it's like themselves. You do not fear backlash from leadership, your fellow peers. It doesn't matter. Get the help that you feel you need. Mm -hmm. And for the love of God, don't take it out with drinking. Yeah, please don't. That just leads to bad decisions. And bad decisions leads to trouble. Trouble leads to... Uh, we've all been there. Yeah, we, all three we, of us. We, we have all been there. We've all been <laughs> oh, yeah. in, our, in drunken rages and in drunken oh, splendors yeah. or whatnot. And oh, yeah. And stupors and stuff. So, I mean, we're, we're all speaking nice. from experience as we all we're Lining of, the kitchen with fucking wine and liquor bottles. Yeah, no kidding. As we all as we all say this, and the majority of us actually have had alcohol tonight, but um, out of enjoyment, out of pure enjoyment, mm-hmm. but, um, not out of necessity. No, no, not out of necessity. Not out of necessity. Not 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 out of that at all. But um, but seriously, in all seriousness, I mean, don't resort to alcohol. You know, get out, talk talk to somebody, find a a, a positive hobby. Um, I mean, yeah, I, hey. You know, as a matter of fact, what are you guys' positive hobbies? I mean, do you guys have anything that you guys like to like to do to kind of, you know, release some steam? Or I go hit my punching bag. I go right. I like to Harley out. I like to. Well, if I had my Harley, if I had a Harley, I'd would love <laughs> to do that. But uh, now it's either fucking sleep. God, I love sleep. Oh, I love sleep oh, so yeah. much. It's either sleep or play video games. One of the two. I draw. Mine is drawing and playing with my child. Your mini me. My mini me, because yeah, human. if you <laughs> if you have children, which you know most of us do now, um, they are a light, and they will guide you out of the dark spot. And just remember that the darkness is not just yours it's theirs and they see it and you need to pull yourself out for them and be there for them because they don't need to live without a parent i mean i i feel like if if there's one individual in the world who can tell if you're feeling bad it is your child like no matter no matter what kind of of training college fucking degrees how many you have you know what i mean you could literally just say one small thing in oh do what do you want this for lunch and your kid could just fucking pick it up just like that go mommy what's wrong what do you mean nothing's wrong no you don't you don't tell tell me that mom you don't say that what's wrong mommy yeah and my main thing is like i've started educating my eight-year-old son about mental health about how his words might affect someone else, how certain people feel. Uh, I've explained depression, uh, my bouts of PTSD that I have, anxiety, because he sees my reactions. Because if I'm in a crowded store like Walmart and I start getting crowded, shit comes fine. Shit goes fine. I'm done i'm going somewhere to cool down for a bit and he sees that me and my husband have pulled him aside be like look mom suffers from this and it's just when you see her acting like this you need to be calm 
and just be quiet so mom can chill out for a minute so she can be back to her normal self. And I think that's like a big thing, like, because when I was growing up, you know, our parents and stuff like that, their natural reaction was don't talk about it. Like, yeah. yep. it doesn't oh, exist. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> that's what I'm trying to break with, at least with my son. Like, yeah. we need to educate um, the younger generation. Like, it is okay to have a mental illness. It is not okay not to address it and right. pretend it doesn't exist because it just makes it worse. And yeah, that... my dad is pushing 51 and he still calls me because my mother has gone through bouts of depression and recently and he's like did i handle this right and it's great to see that at least my father has really turned around and shown that yes older generation was brought up this way but they can still learn they can still adapt a new way of life or mm. new concepts so and another stigma that i that really pisses me off that um a lot of civilian people would view the military as these mindless robots that have no feelings and no emotions and it's not true it's completely 100 percent not true we no. are breathing individuals we have same blood in our bodies same heart same organs same brains we just have a different reaction but we still have all the same emotion that a normal person has so mm -hmm. that's another stigma i just wanted to yeah. I think it's total bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, um, you, I was raised where, you know, problems stayed in the family. We didn't talk no. about them. We didn't, you know, um, I mean, help my, I mean, I'm, I might get hosed for this. Get, Mom, forgive me. But I mean, I, for, <laughs> you know, I grew up. No, seriously. I, 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 I grew up in, you know, on my mom's side of the family. Um, we fought and it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like, you know, verbal. It was like, we're getting, we're, we're like, you know, my aunts and my uncles were like throwing down with each other. And it was, it was to the point to where, yeah, cops got called and, and even, you know, um, and crazy things happened, stuff got broken, stuff got thrown. Um, and it was the next day, nobody said a goddamn thing. Nobody yeah. talked about it. Nobody sat down. We didn't have any family gatherings to where it was like, look, this shit is fucked up. We need to really, we really do need to talk about this stuff. We really do need to see counseling. It was stay strong or whatever. And I mean, hell, even my grandfather used to tell me, he's like, you know, don't cry. Mm -hmm. Don't cry. Like, do not shed crocodile tears. And it was like, I had to literally sit there and, and you know, not cry about shit. And it was almost to the point to where that, that even affected me today. Um, even affects me today, uh, to this day. Um, well, not so much, but for example, when my grandfather died, um, I didn't cry during his funeral. Everybody else was sitting there bawling their eyes out, and I'm just sitting, I'm just standing there like, well, kick the old bucket, didn't you, man? Um, you know, it was the same way for as, me. And what's, what's nuts about it was I did not, when it got, when I, when I finally got home, when I finally got, you know, got undressed, got out of, got out of my uniform and stuff, because I did wear my uniform to the to the uh, the funeral. Um, it was at night. 
I was by myself. I burst it out into tears. Like I, I just burst it out into freaking tears. Um, and eventually, you know, fast forwarding to going to mental health and, you know, getting all of that out and actually talking, um, getting able to, you know, get all that stuff out. I actually cry now more. I actually cry now more than a little bit. Like I cried on fucking, you know, the, during those sad parts of fucking rom-coms. Like it, it, oh, it, it's bastard. horrible, dude. Yeah. You I bastard. do shut it. So, um, <laughs> Hey man, Hey, Hey, there were plenty of times you could cry in sex in the city, dude. That shit was, it was horrible. Stop but it, it. Um, Adam, we can't be friends anymore. Oh my God. Oh it, my God. It's no, and, and, and for real, like, um, Manchester state forest. I, I, I did this one day. Um, I actually went out there one morning and, um, uh, it was like way in the back. It was like, uh, where pig Island is. I don't know if you guys know where that is. Yeah, I do. Um, but it's like, it, it was like, it was like maybe several, it was like maybe a mile past that. Mm-hmm. I went out there and I, I screamed, I cried, I yelled, I cussed, I did everything. I let everything out. I was out there for maybe about a good hour and some change, just bawling my fucking face out. And I think it was it it was the best feeling ever because I was finally able to just release it all, and you know, and and that's why I you know to this day I encourage my my kids. I'm like, hey, look, your feelings are valid. You know, your your feelings are valid. Your feelings are you know are strong. Your feelings are welcome. Your feelings are well embraced. To me, you know, if you feel whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to whatever you want to express, however you want to express it. As long as it's healthy, as long as it's safe, feel free. I'm here to listen. I'm here to, you know, I'm here to talk. I'm never here to judge you. Just, just do not, do not, please do not hold it in. Under no circumstances, hold it in. Do not hold it in. That, that's, that is totally unhealthy. Totally unhealthy. So I definitely agree with that stigma. That stigma fucking sucks. It does. Big time. Big time. So. Sex in the city, though, bro. <laughs> that was the first one that I thought of. There was another the one. Fuck. Uh, that, was, that was the first one I thought of. That was the, that was the very first one I thought of. No, but it's. Uh, don't get me wrong. I. I mean, I can. I completely fail with you, man. Um, Hell, I cried during thirteen when, reasons. As you should have. I mean yeah. that. Okay, but that, that was different, though. That like, was, was different. No, I was. That like was cry- different. I was like angry crying. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I was angry. Dude. I was like, I was in tears crying. Like, this is, this is fucking wrong. Why the fuck did they do something about this? Like, I was bad. It was really But no, really and bad. that's, it, uh, you know, and again, that's a really good show to watch, especially to keep you on awareness. Yeah, exactly. I made my, I made all, I made all my kids watch it. I mean, all but, the I mean, that's I mean, I don't want to say it's kind of fucked up, but I mean, that's kind of fucked up. No, it's not. But they're all in high school, dude. That's I mean, right. Yeah, you're all, right. Yeah. yeah, if your kid's like five, don't do it. It's Please God, don't do that. And, don't anyways, scarf it for life. And um, then- the military <laughs> is the military is a giant high school. And they're like, like, you no, 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 no. You never leave high school, no matter what. When you graduate high school, you never leave high school. I'm in fucking college, and I'm still in fucking high school. I'm fucking 32 goddamn years old. I'm still dealing with fucking stupid bullshit. It's well, You never leave high school. 
Everything Literally, you do, every though. place you go, it all adds the same fucking thing. It's still the well, same fucking thing. Look at what happened. Shit. Look at what happened in Thirteen Reasons Why. The bullying, the name calling, the yeah, the rape is just no, nope. Mm-mm. No, um, I, trust but, me, I know it, but that's what I'm saying. It never, you never leave. You never, you never leave yeah, high school. Yeah, I agree. You really don't. I agree with you never leave I agree high school. And I mean, the the squadrons, squadron, and squadrons. I mean. It, not just our squadron, but I mean, I'm just speaking from experience. It's just like that. You have people that go through that type of shit. You have people that are by, uh, you know, that that just try to ignore the ignore the signs and, and just you know stay in their lane. You have the ones who who try to be you know be like all the cool kids do and let yeah let's pick on this girl, let's pick on this guy or whatever the case may be. And you know, um, all of us are categorized. All of us can you know can 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 be in in a specific category within that realm, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't directly make fun of somebody or no, we didn't directly, you know, um, do, you know, do heinous acts or anything like that. But, you know, it, it we all still kind of fit in some category to where, yeah, we could have, should have, would have did something, you know, but it's, it's, he's right. It is, it is just like high school. You, ne- no, you never, you never, high school is life. You never leave high school. And we're all yeah. guilty of doing something oh, yeah. so childish, and we think Absolutely. it's funny oh, at the God. time. <laughs> Absolutely. We yeah. think it's funny at the time, but what did we just do to that person's, st- that person's mental stability? I hit a kid with a stick before because he didn't listen to me. I cracked him. I took I ripped a stick off a fucker. And kid. that, I cracked well, him that right could have. Half. I said, you better get the fuck over there. And he's like, oh, fuck, all right. And he fucking ran out. I did it. I've got to be careful with stuff like that, though. You know, um, this is not just for you. This is for like everybody. You hitting that kid with the stick, for an Mm -hmm. example, you know, that could have brought back PTSD memories. Like, yeah, my my mom used to beat me. My dad used to beat me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we all need to pay attention to our surroundings and be careful what we say. And mm-hmm. do because we well, don't know what that's that's right, but that's that's today's day and age too though. You always have to be fucking PC about what you say and you you know what I mean? Because you're gonna end up fucking my sensibilities are, are fucking higher than everyone else's and I don't yeah. like the way you said that. It is a sensitive world. It is it a very is sensitive a very world. sensitive world. And we are very for insensitive people at times, a lot of <laughs> but but we're getting really? I feel like we're getting a really? bit off topic here. I feel like we we're getting, getting a bit yeah, off topic. We are so digressing, yeah. So, but <laughs> the main thing from this podcast that we wanted to portray is that no matter what you're feeling, whether it's good thoughts, bad thoughts tell someone because when they go from good thoughts to bad thoughts is when it manifests itself into dark thoughts um and there is a difference between bad thoughts and good thoughts don't let that fool you bad thought is well if i found a 20 dollar bill on the street should i fucking turn it into somebody and then a dark thought is i could slit that mother throat and i could get away with it that's something that you don't want. 
If you have dark thoughts, please tell someone. Please talk to somebody. Get help. Seek help. Um, whether it's a friend, whether it's a stranger, whether it's some professional sort of, of institution, seek help. It is there. There are free things out there for everyone. Civilians, VA, or yeah, VA, civilians, veterans, active military alike. It does not matter. There are free things out there for you to get help. If you see something, something off about someone you regularly see or someone that you don't regularly see, say something. Ask them if how they're doing, how their day is going. And if they start talking to you, listen because and actively listen. Make sure that they are hearing that they are hearing that you are actively listening to them because it could make or break someone's day. It could save eventually probably save their life if they're in that dark place or oh, yeah. save someone else's life because like any active shooter in like situation, majority of them have mental health issues that they haven't felt like they have received enough of, or they're some scorned individual, something like along those lines. But it's all of it, majority of it, I want to say, not all of it, can be prevented. Mm -hmm. Suicides can be prevented. After shooters can be prevented. It can be just some random stranger. You can save can... a life just just by talking. Yep. Amen. So know that you have resources. Know that you have friends and family who are willing to listen. To go ahead and wrap this up, Challen, you want to go ahead and recite yep. the crisis line? Okay, for a veteran crisis hotline, again, it is staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is 1-800-273-8255, and then press 1. Also, there is Veteran Crisis Online, so it's www.veterancrisisline.net, or you can text this number, 838-255. And for those of you that are technically civilian, uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. If you need help, please get help. We dedicate this video to all the 22 lives a day that are taken by suicide and hope that we can potentially save another life. Thank you. Have a good night.